welcome to a special Irish Times Book Club podcast looking at last night's announcement of the shortlist for this year's International Dublin Literary Award. I'm joined in the studio today by our literary correspondent Eileen Battersby. Um, Eileen, maybe let's start off. What do you make of the list then? Uh, impressive? Well, the first thing that has to be said is that um, from the point of view of the survival of the prize, which has been a very, very important prize in its 22 years, is that this year we have a high percentage of books in translation on the shortlist. Um, the six, six of the ten books are in translation. I think that's extraordinary and I think it's to be applauded. Mm-hmm. And I think it's yet further uh, endorsement of how the quality of the international books in translation. And I think that's, and that's why this prize established itself, because it opened the eyes of the English-speaking world to how good the books in translation were. In the very beginning, when it actually opened, it began in, 19, in ni- 1996, mm-hmm. of which I'm old enough to remember. <laughs> good grief. I mean, I was only three at the time, but I remember. And, it, I mean, and, and now, but o- increasingly over the years, we've seen it being dominated by books in English. And this is a tremendous response to the rapid um, rise of the Man Booker International, which last year changed its rules from a body of work to a single book. Mm-hmm. And, and then w- w- produced a you know, top-class long list, top-class short list, strong winner. And already this year we have their top-class long list from which they will be eventually soon pushing, pulling their, their short list. This one here we have, of the six, uh, uh, originally uh, we have ten books on, the short li- on a short list, uh, drawn from an original uh, list of 149 books. Isn't and of that 149 books... 43 were in, only 43 are in translation. Yeah. These are books that were, were submitted by libraries around the world. Mm-hmm. Librarians then pick the books that their readers had liked and then they submit them. And yeah. we have 149 books, which sounds a very mixed bag of books. I was, I was going to say, as long lists go, it's very long. Is it mm. so unwieldy as to be, you know, t- so big that... Um, its significance is, is somewhat lost. Like if you're on a long list of 149 books, yes, you're not exactly standing quality, out from the quality, Yeah, quality control is an issue. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we look at the Man Booker International, mm-hmm. that actually, the, the shortlist, the longest we have at the moment of 13 books, has been drawn from um, a nomination or submission of 122 books, yeah. which again is very, and, and another three mm-hmm. were actually called in by the judges. But those, that's more calculated. In fact, you have publishers nominating their best bets to get sure. on the list and eventually to win, we hope. So that's more, the quality control factor is very much there from mm-hmm. the outset with mm-hmm. Man Booker International, mm-hmm. plus the fact they're specialising only in books and translation. Okay. So yes, the 149 it's a looser list. Yeah. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. That, that, um, and of that 149, only 43 in translation, less than 33%. Mm-hmm. Here we have 10 books on a short list of which 60% is in translation. Mm-hmm. And I applaud this. Mm-hmm. Let's home in on the actual titles that have, that have made the, the short list then. First of all, which is your personal favourite? Um, which is the one that you would hope will win? Well, that's kind of that's an interesting question because it's there's a few ways of answering it. I'm not actually from Kerry, but I can <laughs> tell you why. Firstly, um, the obvious winner in the absence of the books that could have challenged it is uh, The Sympathizer mm-hmm. by uh, Viet Thanh Nguyen, mm-hmm. uh, Vietnamese-American, who left Vietnam as, as a four-year-old, came to America as a refugee. Mm-hmm. It's extraordinary. It's, it was one of my books of the year last year. Huge reader reaction in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book was, has been very well read in Ireland already. It's very, very good. It's a catch-22 for the 21st century. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very, very funny. Sharp, uh, very, very stylish satire. 
and it has been applauded throughout the United States and the world. It's it's a very, very good book. It will be a spectacular winner. Mm-hmm. Ironically, it's the one in English. <laughs> right? This is, you know, that's kind of interesting. Um, I felt... Maybe, maybe take that point. Like, yeah. you know, a work doesn't necessarily have to be translated to... Um, shed light on an area or a country or a a subject that, you know, is is not common to to the English language. Exactly. And in this particular instance, we've got a guy who knows of Vietnam. He knows about the French influence. Colonialism is in it. His narrator is mixed, Mm -hmm. has a mixed heritage Mm -hmm. himself. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's it's very much an international book about the American response to Mm -hmm. to Vietnam Mm -hmm. and the kind of, you know, leaving Saigon, a city they thought they had created. I mean, the different views of of actually of of Saigon itself. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be battling that from from the outset when I saw the longest of 149. Mm -hmm. I thought Sympathizer. And I thought it would be battling out with Tommy Ringera, who's a Dutch writer. Mm -hmm. And his book, uh, These Are the Names, which is actually about uh, refugees and asylum seekers, an extraordinary book. Mm -hmm. It won the the Libris, which is the biggest literary prize in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. I thought those two books would be battling out. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. uh, These Are the Names, surprisingly, is not on the shortlist. Didn't make the cut. No. Maybe going back to that that idea of works in translation versus works works in English language, I'm thinking like even um, Anne Enright's... um, the Green Road, which is on the shortlist, it's the only Irish book on the shortlist. But even it, uh, despite um, having such an archetypal uh, setting as mm. the Burren, mm. it's also set um, as much set in New York yeah. and set in a yeah. refugee camp in in Mali, yeah. I think, yeah. in Africa. Yeah. So it's actually quite an international book itself. Yeah. Uh, well, and not, a, and not surprisingly, an Irish writer, because Irish writers look outside of Ireland. Mm-hmm. They always have. Absolutely, and I yeah. think that's why um, it's, it's great to be in a position to be reading books in Ireland, because the mm-hmm. Irish readers are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Irish readers will go into bookstores and they buy books, and they don't kind of think, oh, gosh, this is a translation. Mm-hmm. Irish readers are, well, world-class readers. And that's not kind of a, a snide or, or a condescending sure. comment. That's mm-hmm. just a statement of fact. The British yeah. publishers, the American publishers, are very aware of the fact mm-hmm. that the Irish readers will come out there, and mm-hmm. they are international readers. Not, not for nothing is this is sure. this award kind of originated in Ireland. If there's only going to be one Irish um, book on the lo- on the shortlist, uh, do you think they, they've chosen the right one in the we, Green Road? She's 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 formidable. She um, Anne Enright never never dismiss Anne Enright. I mm-hmm. mean, like like Anne Enright could actually win this. Mm-hmm. I mean, never dismiss her. She's a huge huge readership mm-hmm. across. The, 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 the every color of reader, mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. type of reader. People, uh, she she writes. She's a very shrewd observer of of um, human behavior, and particularly she's homes in on family. It is quite like the gathering, and I mean, you know, you know that you're reading Anne Enright's book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think she's the greatest stylist, but she's she's sharp and she's quick and she's clever, mm-hmm. and it's a hugely readable book. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be dismissing it at all. Okay, what about the other um, better known books, maybe on the. On the shortlist, there's the A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihira, which is very popular last year, but you weren't a fan, were you? <laughs> I think it's one of these... I think it described as gigantic slog of a book. I mean, I thought it's so heavy-handed and trudgy, and here we go again. It could have been half the size, half the length. It could have been a quarter of the length. Mm-hmm. And many writers have written books a quarter of the length that said much more than this book says. I mean, I know I probably laughed in all the wrong places. I just found it it's, it's too, too, too serious. And mm-hmm. ironically, her previous book was so good. Yeah. I really liked her first book mm-hmm. about the trees. Mm-hmm. was based partly on the true story of the biologist and botanist. I thought it was a really good book. Mm-hmm. This, I was, uh, because I suppose I'm, maybe I'm being more critical because it came at me. The other book was a big book too, not as, quite as big is this? Your expectations I ex- yeah, I expected higher. something. Yeah. I kind of thought, oh mm-hmm. boy, 
I just think it's very, very, very clunky. And, and yet a lot of people have really fallen for it. Why yeah. do you think that is? Then? I know people either like it or they don't. Yeah. Right? You know, the, the human agony at the heart of it. But it, it's it's fascinating that we have it juxtaposed with A Whole Life by Robert Stiefthaler, the mm-hmm. Austrian writer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was born in Austria and grew up in Berlin. Um, and they're both about one man's life, really. Mm-hmm. But how beautifully he does it in kind of, you know, a, a fraction of the length. Mm-hmm. Beautiful book, huge empathy. Not a word overstated. Fabulous translation, Charlotte Collins. I read it in, in German and, and thing. It's, it's, it's a wonderful book. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it just, it will move people much more profoundly and it will linger in the memory much mm-hmm. longer mm-hmm. than a little life. I just wonder, like, is that maybe, you know, more the point of a prize like this to kind of maybe bring to, to yeah. people's, our readers' attention um, books that maybe haven't been as celebrated or um, that, they, that they wouldn't have seen, yeah, you know, in window Yeah, I certainly agree displays. with that. It, the irony in this case, but, I mean, A Little Life was, uh, sh- was shortlisted for the Man Booker yeah. and A Whole Life was shortlisted for the, for the Man Booker International. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even when it was on, I applauded it getting to the shortlist last year against some very big, strong books. Mm-hmm. I knew it wouldn't win, but I was really pleased that it was there. Sure. And um, it's it's um, it, there's a beauty about it. It's captivating. I've read some of his other work that I haven't been as impressed with at all mm-hmm. because he's up against it. He's writing a tradition that produces some ex- extraordinary fiction. And his uh, the subsequent book, The Tobacconist, was like pale, pale pal- Falada. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I mean, he is writing from a very, very strong tradition. The German language writing is very, very good. I'm very biased towards it. Mm-hmm. Another big name on the list is Orhan Pamuk. He's the Turkish writer. He's the only previous winner. What did you reckon to, he, to it? He, yeah, he, he won um, in 2003 with My Name is Red, which is his best book to date. Mm-hmm. I thought, I loved that book. I thought it was wonderful. And mm-hmm. I did, I remember being on RT Radio and picking it as the winner over John McGarren, despite the fact that the, the RT uh, broadcaster, um, it was the news actually, and it, she was quite annoyed with me because she had told me that she had read the John McGarren and she expected mm-hmm. him to re- win. But um, I love that book. Uh, the thing about Orhan Pamuk is he, his themes are actually he writes big books with little themes and the, the biggest thing is his love story of Istanbul mm-hmm. and he's a very western Turk but he, he has lived in Istanbul he has remained there I think this book is fun it's engaging it's a huge um, everyman appeal mm-hmm. um, it's a bit self-indulgent it's, it's, it's kind of complacent mm-hmm. um, it's his most Dickensian book um, it has it's charming it's beguiling it's predictable I don't think it should win and it's on the short list at the expense of some better books Enough. And I mean, he he was also shortlisted for the Man Booker International with it as well. So mm-hmm. this is a book that kind of people who have read Orhan Pamuk, people who have read *A Strangers in My Mind*, are going to read *A Strangers in My Mind*. Will have read it already. Mm-hmm. What about the less known, less well-known titles on the list? It's interesting. Two of the African books on the list are both translated from the Portuguese. Mm-hmm. One's Angolan, the other from Mozambique. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a preference between those two? I think that, uh, I think uh, General Theory of Oblivion, a beautiful book. He's a very good writer. Uh, he won the British um, Foreign Fiction, uh, British Independent Foreign Fiction Prize previously. Mm-hmm. Um, Angul- Angulosa has a very good reputation. Um, that too was Man Booker International shortlisted last year. So, so we have a bit of the usual suspects winding up here, and yeah. that's I, I, I mean I, I hate to sound critical. I'm delighted they've got so many books on translation, but they had a lot of good books that didn't get there. And I just kind of think when we were so familiar with some of the titles mm-hmm. um, it's it's a beautiful book again it's 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 like a piece of music it moves in and out mm-hmm. it undulates the main story is this woman who traumatized woman who bricks herself into an apartment and for the first few years of her 30 year exile from from humanity from life um, she has her dog for company but then he dies and then mm-hmm. she communicates with his ghost very moving uh, she reads all these books that she ends up burning 
as she burns the furniture and there's a, she loses her eyesight and she's conscious of the voices. But the whole story of, of um, Angola is going on in the background. Tr- change, trauma, revolution, there's wit, there's humour. It's a very beautiful book. It's a, it's a wonderful book. Very, very beautiful. I don't think it's the winner, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful book and he writes so well and it's a wonderful translation. And Mia Kutu's Confession of the Lioness. That that he's he's an interesting writer because he he kind of has a Beckettian streak. He can be quite um, he likes absurdist humor. Mm-hmm. He's a biologist. He's a very smart guy. He's written some very good books. Uh, he this is a parable, and I mean it's it's not really about what the lions are doing to the humans. It's what the humans are doing to the humans. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, it's, it's shades of Kutsia. But it's it's it is a profound book. It's difficult. It's uh, two um, narratives really. It's a young a young girl, a young girl, and the hunter. And the hunter isn't a particularly great hunter. He's got other things going on. They both have horrific um, demons to deal with. It's it is an extraordinary book. I'm thrilled to see it on the shortlist. It's a book that people will read. Don't know whether or not it's going to win or not, but it's it's the African trio on this list are very very strong. Mm-hmm. It's indicative of how good African writing is. And in the case of of um, of uh, the, the Confessions of Linus, it's a slightly different kind of African book, and I mean, it's not for nothing. He's from Mozambique. He's a mm-hmm. white African, and yeah, there's, there's, there's sh- there are shades of Kutsia, mm-hmm. and I think he, a very impressive book. And this is it's a triumph having it on the on the on the shortlist. And what about Under the Udala Trees by Chinelo Ogparanta? Uh, a very good book. Um, I loved. I probably preferred. She was uh, the happiness like water. The stories are, are stronger, more vivid. Um, it's interesting that she's on this short list at the same time that we have um, uh, "Stay with Me," on, uh, which I would think is a young um, African, another Nigerian, mm-hmm. and she's um, she's looking very strong on the Baileys. So we've got these two young Nigerian women with with strong books. Um, "Stay with Me" is the better novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing can be quite flat in this. It's a aftermath of the war by Afro. It's 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 a love story between two girls. It's it's a strong it's 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 a strong book. It doesn't have the artistry of the other two African books, mm-hmm. but it's a serious book. It's a good book. It's great that it's on the list. She's a young woman writer, a young African woman writer. Great writing coming from Africa. So again, this is this is this is a great thing. Yeah. Okay. Crossing uh, the globe to Mexico, we've got the story of my teeth by Valeria Luiselli. Um, how did that strike you? Mm, well, I suppose the. There's a huge amount of very good. Beginning to sound like Trump here. Tremendous. tremendous. There's a lot of really good stuff. Uh, Mexican writing at the moment is. I think I said it's enjoying a golden age. Wonderful stuff. Mm-hmm. But then mainland Spain is producing great writing at the moment, as well. There's just very very good stuff coming from Spain. The uh, Latin American writing, which is still kind of battling with its political and and very important kind of political agenda. But I think with the problem, the sorry, my teeth. It's it's funny. It's beguiling. It's a bit outrageous. Um, she's almost trying to do uh, what Enrique Villamatas, the Spanish writer, does so well, but she doesn't do it as well as he does. And I um, mean, he was there with um, the logic of also his book that could have won. Uh, I thought his book that was was could have been on the shortlist at least. He's a very very good writer, mm-hmm. and um, much better writer really than he. So I was a bit frustrated that considering the quality yeah. of Mexican writing, the quality of Spanish language writing, mm-hmm. I, it's not the one I would have picked on the list. I was a bit dis- it's it's cute, it's funny, it's a bit too a bit too kind of self regarding, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's it's a bit of fun, but not considering some of the ones that didn't make it. No. What Spanish language ones would you have? gone for? 
Oh, there's there's, there's a, a wealth of books that didn't even weren't even nominated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the problem. Um, Hispia Madrid have published some outstanding books mm-hmm. in, in in about from Spanish writers at the moment. A lot, a lot of Catalan writers as well. Um, I I suppose I was, you know, yeah, I, I was disappointed. And there's some very strong books by women that didn't get on the list. And when, again, with this list, we have six men and four women. And there's a book, um, I, though I don't tend to bring agenda things into it, there was an outstanding book by an Estonian Finnish writer, mm-hmm. uh, When the Doves Disappeared, Sofa Osaken. And I thought that was a wonderful book. I would have seen that as a certainty for the shortlist and it didn't make it. I guess prizes by their very nature are subjective depending on, on who the judges are and yeah. their on their personal... I think so. I just I just felt that, my own view, I felt that um, there were some very good, very good books by women, mm-hmm. of, of books that were nominated, very strong books that, that weren't there. And that's, I mean, if I've come down heavy on the story of my teeth, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously as an American, I'm really interested in teeth. <laughs> you know, so there's, you know, but I just kind of thought that, you know, it was funny, but not that funny. Yeah. It was like an extended short story. And um, I, I, it's 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 lucky to be in the company it's in. There's one last story um, we haven't touched on, and that's another European one: the Prophets of Eternal Fjord by Kim Leine, if that's how it's pronounced, yeah. uh, Danish Norwegian writer. Yeah. Um, how did it? I think uh, it's terrific. It's completely bonkers. It's huge. It's sprawling. You're not aware of how big it is, mm-hmm. and I think that 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 could well be the challenger because that that's a it's a very good story, and also the fact that the central thesis is what happens when when do-gooding um, holy men, religious men, or men of religion bring try to bring their religion to impose. Um, it on the native on the uh-huh, native population uh-huh, uh-huh. in this case it's the Inuits in Greenland and um, there's a lot in it it's very big it's his fourth novel he's an interesting writer he's had an interesting um, life of, of um, his um, non-fiction is interesting too I think I think yeah I mean I'm thrilled that that's there and I think now that book's going to be read and of all the books of, of the ten that's the one that probably needed the shortlisting the most because it wouldn't have been read otherwise mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not as widely reviewed as, as it should have been um, I'm very interested in a lot of stuff that's coming from Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Iceland. Very, very interesting, very strong, um, very good Icelandic books that didn't make it. So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited with that, and that that might put a bit, put a bit of pressure on um, the sympathizer, which looks at the moment is going to have such an easy run to the tape. And what about the? F- um, would you have a favourite previous winner? The prize has been going. I think it's now in, in its twenty third year. There's been a few um, Irish winners: City of Bohain by Kevin Barry. At the Great World Spin by Colin McCann, um, Jim Crease, I know you're a fan of yeah. John McGregor. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a standout winner uh, from, from the past? Um, the German book, uh, the, well, written in German. She's a Romanian writer who writes in German. She lives in mm-hmm. Berlin. Hertha Miller, um, that was a great win. The Land of Green Plums, a great book. Um, lo- as long ago as 1998, uh, translated mm-hmm. by Michael Hoffman. Um, very difficult book to translate. Uh, that's that's an extraordinary book. Um, Out Stealing Horses, Pierre Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that would yeah. have been one of my books of the year, and mm-hmm. like two years later, it won that. The Twin, uh, Gerard Bacher. Um, tremendous stuff coming. I have to stop. I've told myself I'm not going to say tremendous anymore because of, of Trump. So, I, I, an excellent book, superb book. The Twin from Gerard Bacher. Mm-hmm. A very, very good book from the Netherlands. Uh, I'd like to have seen more Dutch writers in it, in it this, as I've already mentioned, Tommy Ringara, but there's some extraordinary stuff coming from the Netherlands and also from Belgian writers mm-hmm. writing in Dutch. And um, World Editions are publishing very, very good books. And they had a number of good books there on, on nominations. I would have liked to have seen them there. It's, I suppose it's the kind of thing you really want to see 20 books mm-hmm. on, 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 the, on the shortlist, I suppose. 
But um, a book I would like to have seen as well, an American book, Dying Grass, because William Volman is such a, a cool guy, such a cult writer. I've been reading him for years. And this is really a book about America, America, the story of America. Mm -hmm. It's a very eloquent book, and it's it beguiling. I think it's a book that people will read, people mm -hmm. interested in Western Western literature. It's in very, and now more than ever, it's a kind of American novel you want people to read because America has been so disgraced sure. by what's happened recently. Unfortunately, it doesn't come across on radio or on a podcast, but that is an absolutely humongous the big book how many how many pages it's are in that pages but it's a it's wonderful it's a wonderful thing you know and there's a very you no know, very good little um norwegian book there thomas esvedal that book against nature mm -hmm. just about a love story small book says a lot and i think when you look at things like a little life and you see these little books that say so much more um you know um this uh, a book that um gasher gosher this is a an indian book mm -hmm. uh, translated from kadana is that the language kadana Kadana, Kadana, yeah, I think it's Vivek Shanbag, mm -hmm. and it's like a, it's a, it's like Arcane Orion, mm -hmm. and it's so amazing. It's a little short book, and it it was nominated for the um, for the Dublin International Award and got um, and I think because of that it was then it was published in English in Calcutta. And because of that, mm -hmm. it was then bought by Faber, and Faber has just published a very, very nice-looking hardback edition of it um, just last mm -hmm. week. And I think this, that was the strength of the prize. But that is the, the best of Indian writing is is very, very good indeed, very witty, very stylish, about an Oblomov-type character who marries a girl and family. And, I mean, Anne Enright would love this book mm -hmm. because this is really family in overdrive. And mm -hmm. what a family does when they don't like a wife, mm -hmm. there's a particular way of getting rid of a wife. And I, so I think that, that's a wonderful book. I would love to have seen people mm -hmm. kind of getting that book. And hopefully they will. We must do a list of uh, omissions. You know, I, I guess the winch list. Call yeah. it the winch list. I'm not complaining. I'm not <laughs> criticising the we, judges. They had sure. a big job. We've mentioned a few already. I guess yeah. people listening to this will be wondering just how many books in a year you read. Like I think there was 149 on on the long list. Um, in a, yeah. in a calendar year, how many books does Eileen Battersby read? I probably read a lot. I mean, judging by the bags under my eyes and the fact I'm an insomniac helps. But um, I'm, I'm very lucky, all these wonderful books. I mean, all these amazing books appear. Mm -hmm. And then there's, oh, I also, I read reread a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm very interested in, in 18th and 19th century writing, as you know. So I, mm -hmm. I do a lot of that. So yeah, I read a lot. But I think, I mean, there's no doubt about it. The books really open the world. And you see so much, and uh, um, the different cultures. And I suppose these writers coming from this country uh, read a lot of books in the Balkans, as you know. And extraordinary because they've they've cracked they, they have cracked our western culture because so much popular culture it's the, the uh -huh. language of the movies of modern music and um but they also have their own myths and legends and rituals and histories to draw on uh -huh. so it's just extraordinary what we get but you see the irish writers can defer to Ar ireland's past ireland's history uh -huh. northern uh -huh. ireland has produced some extraordinary fiction as you know i mean so i mean i think yeah it's just that it's um i suppose it's the combination of story Invention, personal experience, loss, emotion, history. Mm -hmm. um, How would you compare the the merit, say, of um, a prize like this or the other major prizes, and then some, say something like your annual sort of roundup of the the books of the year? Do you see them as as different beasts or kind of complementary ways of kind of distilling the best from the mass of books that are that are produced? Uh, gosh, <laughs> that's a big question. <laughs> I don't have I don't have those kind of delusions. But I, I think what it is is um, if I suppose any time my my books of the year often includes books that I haven't reviewed that I've read. Mm -hmm. 
and I mean, and I think that's it's it's great to have the chance of the books of the year as well yeah. because you know yourself. That, I mean, any I mean, you know what it's like. How many times have you kind of torn your hair when I've said I've got a selection of how many books and there's like one space and there's so many books any given week. There's so many books that you know they kind of say, well, this is really good. That's you know, and then you kind of think, well, this is a book that has a very wide appeal. I mean, like a very good example of it. Was what I'm trying to say is if you look at the Man Booker mm-hmm. International. Um, long list at the moment and the two books that are in my opinion are gunning for it um, the French uh, writer Mathias Elvard with um, uh, Compass which mm-hmm. is a fantastic book of ideas and richness and history and the stories of uh, Syria, Damascus it's so poignant now because of what's happening the destruction mm-hmm. of a culture and then and uh, Bricks and Mortar which is sharp, edgy, Berlin Alexander Platz, Dolben's great novel from 1929 being updated into, in, in, into the now, although it's really following the German sex trade from the fall of the Berlin Wall to, to, to today, and every man book, two big kind of punchy kind of books. I mean, I had read them without reviewing them, mm-hmm. you know, and then so it's great to see a book like Bricks and Mortar, which was one of my books of the year last year, now fighting out for a prize mm-hmm. that has a very strong chance of winning. So... I don't know, it's just, I'm lucky I get to read the books, so I'd have to be, you know. It's a big investment for Dublin City Council and Dublin City Libraries to uh, to fund this prize. Now, mm. there's no longer a commercial sponsor, €100,000, mm. which is split up if it's won by mm. um, uh, work in translation, €75,000 mm. to the yeah. author, twenty five to the translator. Yeah. What is the impact of the prize internationally? Uh, would you say I probably shouldn't have used the word impact? <laughs> <laughs> the former title. Yeah. Um, no, well, do you think it's money well spent? Do you I think, think speaking to yes, publishers? Definitely, um, because it's as well as that. It's an in, it's an endorsement or an indictment of the Irish readers. Mm. Irish readers read everything. So it's it's no coincidence that that prize was originated here. It's it's a master a master plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, initially there are. I mean, we have seen Jeffrey Archer being nominated by. But I mean, it's a free world. People can do what they like. But I mean, we have seen fantastic books coming through. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for every Jeffrey Archer, you've got kind of Gosher Gosher. You know, so I mean, we have seen marvelous books coming through. It it has made established international reputations of writers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, so um, so I think. It's very important for Ireland, uh, the city of culture, a, a country of literature. It's hugely important. And also one thing that I think it's certainly got right, and I think it should be acknowledged, despite the fact it's under a lot of pressure from the Man Booker International, which is dealing exclusively in world-class books and translation being submitted by their very smart publishers who know the books that can win the prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, publishers are aware of the fact that if it's only 3.5 of the books being published um, by British and American publishers are being published in translation. They actually are accounting for between seven and eight percent of mm-hmm, the buying mm-hmm, public, mm-hmm. and a lot. And, and let's not rule out the people who are reading them in libraries because not everybody goes out and buys books. But the, but the where the Irish Prize is, is right, um, and, and I, is that it's given the breakdown seventy five to a winner if the book is a translation, twenty five to the translator. Mm-hmm. Man Booker has it fifty fifty, mm-hmm. and I think in all fairness, and there's no one has more respect for the world class international translator, literary translators who are out there mm-hmm. and are opening the world to the rest of us mm-hmm. I mean I would love to speak 14 or 15 or 20 languages I don't you know uh, you know but I mean even reading in three isn't enough you know but I mean you want to mm-hmm. be able to four actually yeah four but you you want more than that and I think it, by giving it 50 50 it's almost like there's it's almost saying that well the translator's book is the translator's book as opposed to no the translator is the interpreter of the author's book yeah. so I would rather if that fraction was mm-hmm. sh- shifted slightly mm-hmm. tilted slightly in the favor of the author 
Yeah. And I think it's important that they, like I, I would have been giving, looking at the Irish breakdown, the Irish percentage, I would be giving 75 percent uh -huh. to the writer and 25 percent to the to the, um, the author. The prize is obviously worth less money, I think, uh -huh. than the Irish prize. But having said that, and that's no criticism of Man Booker, but I just kind of think the, the, the artists the writers are the artists that originated and it's a bit like uh, for if you you know five to bring in five pianists to play a, a piece of Beethoven mm -hmm. I mean it's Beethoven's music that they're playing so I mean they're the interpreters and I think some of the great truly great literary translators like Anthea Bell mm -hmm. and um, Sheila Hawksworth Don Bartlett um, Sam Garrett, all these working translators, wonderful translators who are doing marvellous things. Uh, Daniel Hahn, who's translated yes. A General Theory of Oblivion. Mm -hmm. uh, they all appreciate the fact that they are working with, 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 with the writer's work mm -hmm. and they see the responsibility. And uh, I think, in, in fairness, that's one thing that I, I think that okay. should be looked at, yeah. That's all very interesting. I think we've run out of time for today. Thanks very much, Eileen, for uh, sharing sharing your reading and your, your wisdom with us all. Uh, we look forward to seeing sitting back here again in a few weeks' time to uh, discuss the winner. You, you said that with a straight face. Very impressive. <laughs>